Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Fed Weekly, a collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get a cracking. This is Vent Daily. I'm Noah Knani. And I'm Jessica Mensah. We're part of the Blueprint Collective, a group of creative young people at the heart of Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. We are taking over the last two episodes of this Vent Daily mini-series. For the next two days, we're sharing recordings of some conversations we've facilitated with members of the Blueprint Collective, all about how to educate yourself. Just a heads up, we're recording the audio over video chat, so it may sound a little glitchy, but the quality of the conversations are 100%. Today we're talking about Authors of the Estate with the Community Publishing House from two states in Brent. Firstly, could you all introduce yourself, please? I'm Andre Anderson and uh, I'm Headmaster of Freedom and Balance. Hi, my name is Nabil from Wembley Chalkill Estate in Northwest London and I'm one of the faculty members of Freedom and Balance. Hi, my name is Jessica Mensah. I'm a theatre director and a member of the Blueprint Collective. I'm Noah Kanani. I'm a student. Thank you all for coming today. Can you describe what Freedom Balance is, how it came about, you know, just sum it up for our listeners? So Freedom and Balance is a art college and we say that we're an art college for the artists and everyone. We are supposed to be offline, but obviously because of COVID, we are like an online school. And yeah, in a nutshell, that's what it is. The purpose of Freedom and Balance is to democratise art again. So oftentimes when we look at art, we normally see it in like galleries and it's like, things that you see on Instagram that looks very like nice and sparkly, right? I grew up in an area in Northwest London known as St. Raphael's Estate. So how did you both meet each other? The beginning part of Freedom and Balance kind of started five years ago, actually, around about 2014, 2015, where I just said, you know what, I want to be able to tell my own story. And I don't want to have to wait for someone to tell my story. I don't have to wait for a TV show or like journalist to get it right or anything I just want to say it because I know how to say my own story better than anyone else so I gathered my friends and it was like five of us right from the estate and like some people I knew from school and some people I just recognized from down the road we then said we're going to tell our story whether it's good bad or ugly it really doesn't matter we're just going to say it so we then we then wrote authors of the estate and um, what that basically meant was everybody just kind of went into their own corners and on their phone just wrote like what their personal experiences of them living in the estate is I made sure that whatever you're saying is good or bad, there's some pride behind it. Because like, do you, do you know what the actual meaning of the word author is? No, no. <laughs> author basically comes from the word authority. Mm. So when you are an author, you're, you are authorizing things in your life and in other people's lives. So when we said we're authors of the estate, we're basically saying we're authors of our own narrative. I was a, or I still am an avid uh, YouTube watcher. So I knew how to design books off YouTube and do all that kind of stuff. So we designed a book. 
um, we had funding to print a thousand of them. March the fifth, two thousand fifteen, we then gave it to all one thousand homes in St. Raphael's estate. So, everyone in my estate has a copy of this book, or they had it, whether they kept it or not is, is another thing. How do you get people who don't necessarily believe that they have a story or they've lost their voice along the way in life? Like, how do you get them to not just find their voice, but then find it in a way where they're creating power for themselves? It doesn't need to be like seen by the masses or like in bookshops or anything like that. Like we're not about that. Just like how do you create power for you and your friends um, so that you know that you own something? Um, yeah. So then Freedom of Balance was basically creating that. That's how I met, uh, met Nabil. I was essentially just a fan. Again, I'm a child of YouTube. So uh, back in 2015, I saw a promo video of Nathaniel Telemach, one of the authors from the book that they created, slotting each book into, um, no, a thousand books into um, thousand homes in St. Raph's. And obviously St. Raph's is, uh, well, St. Raph's is down the road from my estate, the Chalkill estate in Wembley. So I was very aware of uh, the St. Raphael's neighborhood and, and you know, I, I would almost consider them cousins because we live in the same sort of area. We have the same sort of problems. So, I was intrigued and I caught myself a copy of the book, sat down with it for like three months, just digesting it. And to me, I thought it was one of the most important pieces of literature published that year. Anyway, I move on to my life. I start my new job, December 2018, and I meet this amazing woman called Naomi Wharton. You know, I'm getting to know people in the workplace, talking about my life, trying to small talk, and I bring up the authors of the estate book in passing. Naomi was like, I went to school with Andre. I'm starstruck. I'll be honest with you, because this guy, oh. imagine from 2015, <laughs> uh, there he is, his head's getting bigger. Wow. <laughs> from 2015, <laughs> yeah, to 2018, I have this guy's book, along with Jade Sniper and Nathaniel to tell him, like, I have their book in my shelf for three years. I've never met these people, so they're urban legends to me. And then for someone to say to me, hold on, I know one of these people that you hold to such high regard. She organized a, a meetup. So I meet him and the agenda I have in my head is, okay, you made one book in St. Raph's, yeah. I thought it was sick. We need to do the same on my estate. So I think, I don't even think the conversation was that long. I think I spent maybe 45 minutes talking to bro. And then I managed to convince him. Lo and behold, 12 weeks later, we produce, it's not even an, another book. Um, we deliver a curriculum called Authors of the Estate, written by the Chalk Estate, which is the spiritual sequel um, with a different aim this time around to the first book. I met this, this random guy uh, called Nabil and he was chatting <laughs> about like Authors of the Estate and stuff. And for me, the, what, what made me say, all right, cool, let's make this our first curriculum because beforehand freedom and balance was just an idea. A lot of the time when you're telling your story, if you're lucky enough, it might go towards audiences that don't know who you are. That's all cool. And that opens up your world and stuff like that. But then if it doesn't actually affect people that you know, it ends up just being a situation where you almost feel like, what's the real impact of what you've done. So then when you're able to affect someone that literally lives down the road from you. So Chalk Hill and St. Raffles estate are like 10 minutes walk from each other. And he's able to say, like, this is how I received what you said. I was like, oh, like, the work that was done five years ago actually actually has some benefit to it. 
because obviously it had the impact that I thought it did, but like no individuals, believe it or not, come back to you and say anything about the book. Like I blatantly put a book through your door. Like you, you didn't say anything. Um, so that made me go, all right, cool. Like let's do this. And what that basically meant was us going on a journey of getting people to go from not having a clue what anything is, authors of the estate, freedom and balance, any of that stuff to 12 weeks down the line, us like packing out, uh, Getty Images Gallery in Wembley Park. Over 200. All of them. Was it over 200? Yeah, over 200 people. Boy. And you had people who basically had this book in their hand and they were now calling themselves authors where that wasn't a reality 12 weeks ago. We released the book in tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> But from reading it, I loved it. But um, I also wanted to ask, what was the process like in writing both books? So this book and yeah, did you just explain the process a bit more? So the first one is the first and second one are very different things. The first one really just went to everybody that was interested in writing the book. And we made it very simple. We just said, like, we're going to give you one word. And mm. this word, we want you to just, like, go on, like, just basically, like, write your personal experience based on this word. Yeah. So the word was change. And we said that could mean change of anything, change of the weather, change in your pocket. Like, it doesn't matter. Just, like, that's the word. Um, yeah. When you read the book you may get the feeling that it's about change, but very few people use that actual word. That's just like the thing to help them anchor themselves. So what's actually required of everybody isn't a lot, but when you put it together, then it ends up telling a really powerful story. So the process was basically getting people to have change, think about that. And then if people was really like uncomfortable, this is me just really breaking down the process of like, how, how do you get your neighbors to write a story? Yeah. I was the only one, me and Nathaniel Talamat was the only ones who was comfortable or called themselves writers before this book. Mm. But then everybody else is just like, they're just living their life. They're not planning to be an artist ever. Okay, yeah. So what we basically done was we gave them a really simple word for them to hang on to. We made sure that like we said, listen, it's all about your your story, about your truth. Because yeah. if you speak the truth, then it's easier to come out. Once you start like trying to sound smart, it doesn't work. And could you sort of describe some of the authors or the sort of people who contributed to the book? Who were they? What were they about? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like, well, for the St. Raph's one, Nathaniel Talamak, who basically was in uni at the time studying sociology. Um, I think he's back in uni now. You've got Jay Sniper, who at the time was doing like marketing. Preds, who is a musician. I think he's now a DJ. I think this is where the education process comes in, right? Because it's not an education process if you just say write a book. That's not yeah. education. The actual word education means to rise up. So mm. it means that like you have the answer already, but me as an educator, I have to provide the right questions and the right framing for that answer to come out of you. I've written books beforehand, right? This wasn't, yeah. that wasn't my first book. And it was important for me to go for that process because then if you don't go for the process yourself, it's hard for you to educate someone to go yeah. on the same journey as you. But in terms of making the process simple, if they ever felt like they were running out of like ideas, we would just get on the phone and record the conversation and just be like, just talk. Once they talk, we ask them questions and then it's like, all right, cool, like transcribe what you just said or, or just I can yeah. transcribe what you said. It doesn't need to be complicated. 
the aim of the the chokil edition of the book was okay how how can we educate a whole area a whole geographical location on essentially the power of their voice and the power of their potential so we decided we'll come up with the most outrageous punchline yeah and then make it a reality so yeah we're going to turn a council house into a publishing house and so we got 22 you'd think they were the most ordinary individuals in our little corner of london and the stuff that they came up with was amazing so again with the focus on creative education when i approached individuals so so instead of the first time round andre gave people the task to write and then they reconvene afterwards what we did in this book is we got everyone around the table and we just spoke the power of getting people in a room for 2 3 hours isn't as valued i think in this day and age because yeah. we just did that twice we got people into a room twice and if we're going to look at the journey of the book the books ended up in the university of london senate house collection we've had to deliver talks in the canterbury school of architecture we gave a talk at the murky books shortish pop up so no one can I mean, really that's just london like we've we play all over like it's all over europe it's all over the us like it's everywhere and it's, it's not everywhere everywhere but like we <laughs> basically it's it's basically gone further than the estate and that is the power of two conversations in a room yeah like when you really break the um the process of chalk hill estate down with what we done with the latest authors of the estate book was that we had two conversations which transcribed and then yeah. we had I don't know maybe let's just say a handful of people write their chapters to us on WhatsApp. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's two offline conversations and a couple like WhatsApp conversations and yeah. that has created this like this that's created something that has now gone way past Chalk Hill and it's now like around the world. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. Yeah. It's not meant to be reckoned this way, um, around, but spot, yeah. <laughs> by all means, you've been in Chalkill majority of your life. Yeah. Yes. How did it feel for you to see the book in person, to 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 hold it and to read the book? How did you feel? I mean, obviously, to me, it was a lot more personal because you you are my brother. Mm. So it meant a lot more to me. It was almost like a trophy. I'm waving it around in everyone's face, mm. like, "Come, hey guys, look at this book! Look at this Aww. book!" <laughs> I just had to advertise it. It was more like a. It was very prideful to me, mm. in a way, because I'm a type of person where I'm a lot more silent about things. I'm not going to go around waving it in people's faces, but with this, I just couldn't help it because it was just such a beautiful piece. It mm. just sums up things that I'm. With me, I'm a very bad articulator, so I struggle to to say what's on my mind. Mm. And then I felt like this book just perfectly summarized the things I couldn't explain to people mm. because a lot of people don't understand these things, and it's very simple to them. It's black and white, but they, they don't realize there's a lot more to something when we see eye. So mm. to me, that was really interesting mm. and powerful, and it was just something really nice to be honest. <laughs> I, I recommend everyone go buy this book on their website www.freedomofbook.com. <laughs> go check it out yourself. But that's really interesting because then I have another question to throw back at you. So obviously, having created this piece, you talk about all on the table. What would you say was very big barrier and obstacles that really 
was difficult to overcome individually and as a team? The biggest obstacle, and I feel like Andre would would corroborate this, yeah, is people's mindsets. Every single time I approach someone and I ask them to be involved, the first thing that they would say to me time and time again, irrespective of who, who, who they were, every single one would say, but I'm not a writer. Because of the way we grow up and I know... I know my neighbors and um, I see the value in them. A lot of them may not have seen the value in themselves. So the biggest obstacle was just convincing people, yo, you don't need to have written a, a book to be an author. It's when you write, you become an author. I remember at the launch party, one of the same people that was saying, oh, I'm not an author, I can't write. They walked up to a lady and they were like, yo, by the way, my book was launched today, I'm an author. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's linked to um, enriching our culture as a people. Mm. I don't know what this is going to do, but I'm just going to say it. So the issue is, yeah, I actually don't believe that books should be that, like books is, books is one thing, right? Like books is, a medium like mm. authors of the estate is an expression or an example mm. of what our areas can look like that's not this isn't it this is just a demonstration right mm. um it's very likely that actually i personally would love to gather around the designers of the estate to be mm. like what would people from areas like mine design actually design and not just like design shoes or design clothes i'm not talking about that so like, if you were to design like an infrastructure system, what does that look like? Well, how would you do things? How would you employ people? How would you write a contract? Like to me, I'm really excited about that stuff. I think mm. the most important thing that we missed out on for the first couple of rounds when the bill was like hitting up everybody in chalk kill because mm. he was on the streets. It wasn't like a Instagram advertising thing or like it wasn't on yeah. o- online. He was like, I was on road. Dragging people on the street, you know. I mean, this is real life. This is real life. Ten toes. Achieving people. Um, Write him this book. Literally, it was by force. So, like, the thing that we got wrong is that we was putting up posters and all that kind of stuff that had to do with like freedom and balance and art college. We're gonna have a curriculum. This is a counter house turned into a publishing house. We was using all this language. I'm a headmaster. Like, what? I'm using all this big language if you don't necessarily consider yourself an artist anyway, which very, very few people do. And if you're not someone who's had a great experience in the education system, which very few people from our area has, like I'm saying all the wrong things. Do you know what I mean? And we had to have a series of posters, which no one really responded to. And then the last message that I believe started to like resonate is when we just said, listen, we've got a story to tell. We're going to be here on this date. Come here, sit down with us and tell your story. I think you being able to express your truth and you being able to understand um, your story and the story of people around you, that's what you cultivate. This is a demonstration of what our areas can look like. This is a demonstration of what our areas can provide to the rest of the city and the rest of the world. Well, what's the future of Freedom and Balance from here now? Office of the Estate was a demonstration to not only the general public, but also to ourselves. Literature isn't a space where our people usually exist in. This is what happens when we exist in this space. Now you can take it and run with it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Same way radio wasn't really a space where our people existed. And then pirate radio happened. 
And then your generation is testament to you consume the product of that. The music, that's everything that's in the charts now is a product of pirate radio. Andre's mind is wild, I can't lie to you. In terms of the freedom and balance vision, it's more than just literature. We're about starting these fires and letting them grow. The fact that we're having this normal conversation that we could actually just have normally without like it being documented. But now that it's documented, it stretches and it goes further, right? And even if like yeah. years down the line, we'll be able to revisit this conversation. Authors of the Estate is the exact same thing, right? It's two community conversations, but because it was written down, it's now creating new directions that, that didn't exist before. Freedom and Balance runs curriculums all the time for you to develop your voice. To be a student is the easiest thing in the world. You literally just put your name and email address in and then there you go, you're a student. If you go to freedomandbalance.com, you put your name and your email address in, you'll then become a student. And then in maybe a month's time, every single Friday, you will be getting a new brief for you to complete. Um, but in the meantime, you can actually just go through the website and you can click on any of the curriculums and most of them have briefs that you can already work on. Thank you all of you for coming. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners. That's all time we have for today. Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. This episode was produced by the Vent Production Team. Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid, and Ali Adlington, with help from Amanda Fernandez, Deandra Nataligawa, and the Blueprint Collective. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.